0: Welcome to the New Beginnings Community Church Podcast. Here at NBCC, we welcome the imperfect, flawed, and broken as much as the healing and thriving because we are all God's children. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. Happy New Year, everybody! Happy New Year! You know, that was, I gave a really robust Happy New Year. Let me try it again. Happy New Year, everybody! I feel so much better about my life now God. turn to your neighbor and say happy new year to you too okay some of you didn't do that I didn't come on we're nice people here uh it's good to be with you guys uh, uh this starting this year off uh I hope you had a great Christmas break um I spent last week quarantined with COVID it was really no fun whatsoever and uh and I was fine. I felt great Friday and Saturday last week. But then I still tested positive on Saturday night. I thought I, I really shouldn't come around. And, well, I thought maybe I should infect. No, I'm not, I, I shouldn't come around and possibly infect anybody. So I just, I, I just stay home. It's not the same watching on TV. Because all I see is the back of your heads. And it's really a weird sight. No, I'm joking. But it's just not the same. So I'm glad I'm, I'm over it. I feel great. And it's the second time I've had COVID in the last... I I got it three years ago and I had it again, but this time it's just, you know, it's what it is. But um, it's good to be here with you, and if it's your first time with with us, watching at home or here, I just want to let you know that um, we believe very strongly in teaching the Bible. Uh, We stick to the Bible, and if what anybody else says or thinks is opposite with the Bible, the Bible says something opposite, we believe and we know the Bible is right and they are wrong. Any amens on that one right there? (laughs) So we stick very strictly to the truth of God's word and the creation aspect, Genesis 1 through 11, because if you destroy those foundations, you destroy the Bible. That's why they try to discredit it. And we live in a great day where they find more and more archaeological digs. They discover things that prove the Bible is true. Any amens on that one right there? And I like stuff like that. Now we're a teaching church, so today we're going to start a series on um, honest answers, topical, but we're also remember teaching books on Sunday morning, and we did Galatians late last year, and after this four week series, we're going to go into Ephesians, and then we'll go on later on into Philippians and Colossians, that's our, our year book teaching, besides the topical studies throughout the year, so if you stick with us, You'll learn some Bible stuff, and we know that the Bible foundations is what's going to make you a stronger Christian to weather the storms and to know the truth, to be able to handle situations in life and trust the living God, Jesus Christ. Amen? Okay, good. So today, um, and by the way, my name is Jim, and I'm the senior pastor. I've got to do that now for a long time. And today we're going to talk, we're going to lead off because we sent out this kind of survey thing, Pastor Charlie Bicard did, and the highest vote getter that you guys asked was, we want to know how to deal with anger. And I thought, we have an angry church, that's just incredible. You know, how many angry people in the room right now, just raise your hand if you know you deal with anger. Come on, be honest, come on, you're in church. Come on, God no, raise it up, there's seven of you. <laughs> now we're already lying, okay? You started the new year off lying. How many angry people? Look, keep them up, keep them up, keep them up. You get it on camera right now. (laughs) No, now I always do that. You know why? So that you know you're not the only one. Isn't it great to know you're not the only one? That there's other angry... But it's good to know that, right? That you're not the only person. We, we deal with things. And if I said something else, all the hands will go up and you see all the other people deal with that too. Look, let me tell you what I've learned. And I haven't preached in three weeks, so I'm really on edge, okay? So first service, they got a load of it. And um, so, uh, so what I've watched over my life in ministry and counseling, and I've been in 40 some years, is that there's a lot of angry people and it's not just the ones we see on the news marching around the streets, right? there's a lot of angry Christians that's not true, oh yeah there are and there's a lot of angry long-term Christians too who don't even want to admit or see that they're angry but they're just angry now we'll get to why I'm saying that in a little bit here but um, somebody might think to yourself because you look like a jolly guy, Jim what do you know about anger, okay? what do I know about anger? I grew up angry, I grew up very angry, I mean, I finally, when I was around 33 years of age and I've been, I realized I was just an angry person, and so for the last, uh, let's see, I was 33, so the last 12 years of my life I've been working on it, (laughs) so... So the last 35 years of my life, uh, you know what I realized in the room, in the Avery room beforehand, that this year, I'll have, I'll, uh, this year will be my 50th anniversary of graduating from high school. Who said, huh? <laughs> that was terrible. You made me feel worse than I already feel. No, but, uh, but for 35 years, I've been working uh, on, on my, and by the way, once you realize you have anger issues, the, how many know they're not the only issues you got? because they springboard off each other, they're all interconnected, this is a great correlation of life. And so I came to the realization, I I finally had to admit to myself, and that's where my journey began, (laughs) that I was just an angry, dead, serious person, man. And uh, so I wanna make some qualifying statements before I really get into how to deal with anger. And by the way, how many really wanna know how to deal with anger? You really wanna know? Okay, raise your hand, okay, good. The rest of you, okay, we'll see you later. But my anger... Well, I was an inside angry person. There's different types, there's specifically two. In other words, I would be seething on the inside. I mean seething on the inside. And some people though, are outward angry people. Yours comes out, tell them I said hi, who is there from that is. Yours comes out in words, and I gotta talk to that person, and I'm gonna go, you just, it just comes out. And you say the mean blunt things to people, and you feel justified so some are inside some are outside the way I grew up I learned to shut it down and try to keep it inside because I thought by not creating waves I realized this later in life but not creating waves it would bring more peace in the household but I was inside angry if somebody disagreed with me as you'll learn later um, man I'd I'd be upset inside but I'd keep this straight face on it's under control though everybody knew I wasn't happy they would tell me things like hey smile would you?" and I thought I'm happy you know <laughs> I'm gonna preach on joy I'm so happy <laughs> but, um, but let, and let me tell you about that inside outside stuff it's what you call either or say either or and by the way a lot of things I'm going to tell you today uh, I'm, I'm writing my first book as some of you know it's called The Cycle Breaker I'm dealing with all the issues and things I went through in my life it'll help people with their emotional issues and relationship issues and I'm about two-thirds through with the first draft so pray that I continue okay pray and, and I want to because I don't want to write a book just to write a book that hasn't, it doesn't interest I want to help people and thank you for those of you that have allowed me to use these houses you have in other places or things you have and you let me stay there for free and it's helped me so much to go away and type and I just want to know who else has a house somewhere that I can (laughs) but but either or say either or or. dysfunction works in either or it's either or or there's two extremes so I was the I'm not going to fall I was the inside angry person but you can be an outside angry person It's either or it's or, and it goes, dysfunction always lives in extremes, never forget that But also remember this, that either or plays itself out in our healing Because when you start to realize you have an issue, you know, you're in a certain way that's not biblical And you want, i go, you realize I gotta fix it, what a person, and I did it many times, typically will do Will go from this, I don't want to be that way anymore, and you'll go to the other extreme, does that make sense? but what you have to do as time goes by you have to bring yourself back down to the middle balanced ground because you don't want to live either or in your healing, okay you want to really heal up correctly and live a a fully biblical balanced lifestyle now I have to also qualify why when I say there's a lot of angry people, a lot of angry Christians, a lot of long term angry Christians, let me give you a definition that worked for me I read it Probably almost 40 years ago. And I've used it on myself so many times. I've used it to help other people. And it's something that I really committed to memory. And I wanted to make sure that I had this thing down so I could see it in me and help other people with it. And here's the look, everybody here knows that the person screaming and yelling, maybe hitting the fist against the wall, physically abusive, whatever it is, throwing things. We know they're angry, right? It's not like we're going, well, I don't know if they're angry or not. <laughs> no, we know they're angry, okay? But let me give you a definition that people do not look at, but is I think it's the the definition that will help us see if we fall into the category. And here it is. <clears throat> the angry person. Chronically irritated with people or situations. Chronically impatient with people or situations chronically pouting over people or situations one or two of them or all three of them on a consistent basis listen friend newsflash you don't get angry you're always angry and like the psalmist David said my cup runneth over when somebody tips you what comes out isn't good whether you're an inside or an outside angry person and you can always see in the little things in life things irritate you and men you're a lot of fun at the table at a restaurant possibly because you get irritated when the food's 10 seconds late oh did I hurt somebody's feelings right now did I cross the line good you don't let me say it again you don't get angry you're always angry and whatever tips you here it comes I had to admit that to myself I don't get angry I was always angry. It was just inside. It was just boiling, boiling in me. And so I had to start working on this stuff. And so today, what we're going to do is we're going to look at, okay, how to deal with the anger. And hopefully, I'll say some things that will help you out a lot. Now, we're going to go back to um, the first recorded angry person in Scripture in all of history. And yes, mankind only goes back 6,000 years. I know they taught you different in school, but they have zero evidence for it at all for what they're teaching. Zero. We've only been here 6,000 years. That's it. All they have is fully formed humans and fully formed animals. They have no intermediate stage species whatsoever. It's all theory and conjecture. And that's it. And that's a fact. Now, we're going to go back to the first recorded person In history, who got angry? His name is Cain. Has anyone heard of Cain before? Not Cain's the chicken place, okay? (laughs) Some of you go, I I, I can't wait to go to Cain's today. (laughs) Cain and Abel, the brothers, we're gonna look at their story, their life, and we're gonna track with them. I'm gonna do a little bit of commentary to start off so you understand what went wrong, and then we're gonna go into three points today. We're gonna look at the question, we're gonna look at the result. And then we're gonna look at the fix On these things The life of these young men right here Especially Cain And the way God interacts with them After the fact So open your Bible If you have it Genesis chapter 4 If you didn't bring a Bible today um, Don't worry we're catching you on camera And we'll report that to God later on No it'll be up on the screen And um, I'm gonna read the story First verses 1 through 5 Of chapter 4 of Genesis Build the case And then we're gonna we're going to just jump off in this thing, okay? Verse 1. Now the man had relations with his wife Eve, that's Adam, is the man, and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. And she said, I have gotten a man-child with the help of the Lord. Again, she gave birth to his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the flocks, but Cain was a tiller of the ground now just for the sake of somebody here if the question ever comes to you have you ever had the question where did Cain get his wife anybody ever that question no you have to. okay really quick just real quick because I don't have time to go into deeply look at chapter 5 real quick verse 4 it says then the days of Adam after he became the father of Seth were 800 years and he had other what sons and daughters so these aren't the only two kids they had a lot of kids okay and back in those days they married their sister you go that's yucky what's yucky in 2024 but it's not yucky in the beginning of time And I don't have time to explain all that but just know that that's where he got his wife so if anybody ever asks you that's it and if they say well that's that's wrong it's wrong in 2024 but it wasn't wrong back then because sin had not corrupted and God had not set up the laws to stop all those things yet now Verse uh, chapter 4, and let's go to verse, what verse am I in? Three, God, thank you. So it came about in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord of the fruit of the ground. So Cain brings from the fruit of the ground. Say fruit of the ground. Abel on his part also brought the firstlings of his flock. Say firstlings of the flock. Okay, good. Um, And of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and for his offering but for Cain and for his offering he had no regard so Cain became very angry and there it is and his countenance fell look up at me it means he went like from this to like that okay his countenance fell now let me explain what's going on here so we have a little bit of understanding so these, these brothers and uh, they bring an offering unto God Cain brings an offering. He's a tiller of the ground, and brings an offering from the ground. God rejects it. Says, "Nope, sorry, no." But Abel, he brings a, a, a animal sacrifice unto God, and God accepts it. Now, God rejects Cain's came from the ground. Now, what's going on here? Why does God accept one and reject the other? Okay, let's explain it. So you have to remember and just you think of the terminology that you know their father Adam has taught them some things and you go back to Genesis if you remember when Adam and Eve sinned and covered up with fig leaves God in order to cover their sin until Jesus would come one day what did he do? he killed an animal and used the animal skins and covered them how many remember that right there? so you have animal sacrifice in Genesis 3 right away to cover sin so we know that already Adam knows that they know that it says course of time in verse 3 so that means possibly I can't say absolutely that there was a certain time of the year and thing they they knew maybe there's an altar and they knew they had to bring a sacrifice at a certain time they know it's animal sacrifice they also know that from Genesis 3 it had to be an animal blood sacrifice to bring unto God which would also point to Jesus Christ, the Messiah to come, amen? Who would be the ultimate substitutionary blood sacrifice for everyone's sins on planet Earth. So they know that kind of stuff. They got it down. So Abel brings that. He's accepted. God says, okay, you brought the right one here. But Cain, he says, no. I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring something from the ground, something that I've grown, and I'm gonna give it to God and God rejects it now besides going against the proper sacrifice you have to remember something huge in that transaction if you back up in Genesis 3 around verse 17 you find out that after sin one of the consequences of sin was is the ground was cursed the ground's cursed Cain brings a sacrifice from the from the ground and that's a cursed sacrifice and he's bringing it to God for God to accept it and God says I can't accept that and God rejects that and so now we find Cain gets angry over that because you accepted my brother's sacrifice and you didn't accept mine so now we have this whole thing going on here now let, let, let's think about this before I jump into the points THERE'S NO DIFFERENCE BETWEEN THE BROTHERS. GOD'S NOT PLAYING FAVORITES, OKAY, I'm gonna, LET ME TALK TO SOMEBODY IN THE ROOM. SOMEBODY IN THE ROOM, YOU'RE GOING, OH, MY PARENTS PLAYED FAVORITES. STOP FOR A SECOND. IS IT POSSIBLE THAT THEY DIDN'T PLAY FAVORITES, BUT LIKE CAIN, YOU CHOSE TO MAKE BAD DECISION, AFTER BAD DECISION, AFTER BAD DECISION, AFTER BAD DECISION, AND THEN YOU'RE GOING TO BLAME EVERYBODY ELSE FOR THE BAD DECISION. IS IT POSSIBLE? they weren't plain favorites they just couldn't line up with your bad decisions is that possible because somebody in this room needs to be delivered from that and you need to think about that now think about this God's not saying to Cain I hate your guts I reject. he's saying I reject your offering I reject your decision I reject the very this thing right here I'm not rejecting you I'm rejecting that right there now one of the big sources of anger is rejection. Not the only one, but anger can begin when you are rejected or you feel or it's imagined or whatever it is, but you feel rejected in life. And that can create anger in a young person, who develops into an adult and becomes an angry adult in life. So we're going to look today, how do I deal with it? How do, in this story we're going to see how do we deal with this stuff? because there is a way to deal with it how to get past this chronic irritation with people or situations chronic um, impatience with people or situations or chronic pouting over people or situa- and pouting is the woe is me I'm a victim which you fit right into today's ideology in society because everybody's a victim today any amens? amens. any amens? amens? that's what they're pushing all the time now you know you need to get over yourself now because you play the victim In your life You're going to victimize yourself All the way to nothing In your life You need to stand up and pull your, Tie up your bootstraps Pull yourself up Make something of your life And don't blame it On somebody else Amen to that one Quit pouting about your life Just get it on now Okay Now So here we go How do I deal with it How many want to know How to deal with your anger I just want to know I just want to know Who really wants to know this Raise your hand high Be, be proud Put your foot up You know here we go number one how do I deal with it the question do I know why I'm angry do I know why I'm angry have you ever asked yourself that now watch what God when he talks to Cain watch what he tells Cain this is God talking verse 6 then the Lord said to Cain why are you angry and why has your countenance fell or fallen Cain if you do well will not your countenance be lifted up if you do not do well sin is crouching at the door and its desire is for you but you must master it this is a great word from God right here now what's he asking he says Cain why are you angry why are you this way notice what God doesn't say he didn't say, who made you angry? He didn't say, who in the past is the one that made you this way? Who, he didn't say, who can we blame for your anger? He says, why are you angry? This is one of the greatest questions we ask ourselves on a consistent basis. Why am I this way? I'm not going to blame somebody else. Why am I this way? Question, who is Cain angry at? God, who should Cain be angry at himself he made the bad decision he knew better he knew to bring the animal sacrifice he knew this but he chose to go against what's right do what he wants to do and now he he doesn't want to take any responsibility as we'll see listen closely somebody there's a lot of ways to grow up to be angry there's many ways Mine, if you're new to church, I'll just tell you quickly I grew up in a home where alcoholism was like every day all the time Every day of my life growing up And you grew up angry, man You grew up angry But it comes in many shapes and forms All kinds of scenarios can make cause a person to be an angry person in life But what God is doing here in this first thing when he says Why are you angry? Here's what he's really saying we're not going to blame the person from the past anymore. We're not going to do that because that's not helping you. I want to know what you, why you are angry, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to deal with this thing? See, deal with the person in the present who lives right now with you, and that's you chronic impatience with people or situations chronic irritation with people or situations or chronic pouting over people or situations that's something you need to commit to memory now let me tell you something great about God Cain has blown it he's messed it up and God comes and tells him if you do well your countenance can be lifted up we could fix this right now. Just bring the right sacrifice. Come on, go get it right. But if you don't do that, sin's crouching at your door. And it wants you. And it wants to master you. In other words, the idea of a wild animal waiting at the door to grab a hold of you. Listen. Some of us in this room are so stuck in things and be honest with yourself for the first time in a long time. You know the certain things that you've let go, let go. And now you don't even have any power over it. It just pushes you along, Right? yes or no Paul said it best he said it's no longer I who do it but the sin that indwells me over in Romans 7 it's just so strong now I've let it take over so much of my life it's crouched at the door it took over it mastered me now it's just pushing me along that I have no power over anymore and anger can be one of those things and you know that anger is like a springboard it's a platform and it goes to other dysfunctions all over the place it just does dysfunctions breed dysfunctions any amen okay good he says, you can fix it right now. You can fix it right now. Let's fix it. Or it's going to destroy you. And the question is, is he going to fix it right now? Well, let's see. And that's the second thing. Point two, the results. Unwanted family cycles. If you're a family person, you know. Let me say this. In Proverbs, it's somewhere in Proverbs it says uh, it's not in my notes so I remembered it in first service this verse I want to remember it again he says the writer says um, a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children get money out of your mind only you are an inheritance everything you do the way you carry yourself joy or dead serious angry happy forgiving unforgiving relatable cut them off you're leaving an inheritance well I'm not affecting my kids be quiet be quiet come on sure you are you're, it's an unwanted family cycle now watch what Cain does because he's going to he's going to give you some unwanted family cycles watch this look at verse 8-13 through 13. Cain told Abel his brother. And it came about when they were in the field. So he's got his brother Abel out in the field there. That Cain rose up against Abel his brother and he kills him. He kills his brother. It's like I'm watching an ID channel. Verse 9. Then the Lord said to Cain, Here comes God. Isn't God great? <laughs> How much time does God give you to. He's right on you, man. Where is Abel your brother? you think God didn't know what happened you think God's going wow people disappeared where's he at here but he asked Cain where's your brother where's your brother and Cain says I don't know am I my brother's keeper that's kind of a hard answer verse 10 he said so God says what have you done and the voice the voice of your brother's Blood is crying to me from the ground. So God knows what's going on here. And now Cain knows. God knows. Now you are cursed, Cain, from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you cultivate the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. You shall be a vagrant and a wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord my punishment is too great to bear that is loaded man these are the unwanted results the family cycles that now begin when we don't deal with this stuff I'm going to give you four there's plenty more but I, I figured I only get so much time on Sundays the first one is this Cain, first bullet point Cain destroys he now begins to destroy now I need to say it this way On these four bullets, then we show these four unwanted family cycles. I want you to think in percentages first. Just think generally in percentages. And here's, and I'll tell you what I mean by that, then I'll tell you why. Because the typical fallen person, we're all fallen, being redeemed by God, but we have tendencies to look at life this way like, well, I'm not as bad as them. You know, they're living that destruction thing 80%. I'm like at 25%. So, I'm, I'm okay. No, you're not. You're 25% destructive. And God wants you fixed. God wants you healed. So, you got to think of it in percentages. Because it's easy to sit there and say, well, I'm not real bad there. I don't have to do anything. Yeah, you do. You have to repent of that. You have to fix that. Now, the first thing is he destroys. Now, Cain is angry and he goes out and he murders his brother. That's a destruction of relationships question do angry people are they good at destroying relationships yeah and you can stay married all your life and be married to an angry person or be an angry person and it will not be the fulfillment of everything God wanted you to have but it's destructive you know what one of the crazy things here in this whole family cycle thing is or one of the truthful things in Genesis chapter 3 you know let me New Testament, let me go into this. They asked Jesus, What are the two greatest commandments? And what does he say? He says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, spirit, and strength. And the second is like it, Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, think about that. And Jesus tells the guy, You've answered correctly. Now, in Genesis 3, they're told, You can have whatever you want, just don't eat the fruit of that one tree. And what do they do? (laughs) Forget you, God. I'm going to do what I want to do and take the fruit. So, did they love the Lord their God with all their heart, mind, soul, and spirit and strength? The answer is no and because they didn't and rejected what God said, now they've entered into the unwanted family cycle. Chapter 4 here we go, you break the first one, the second one is love your neighbor as yourself. Did Cain love his neighbor as himself? And the answer is no. You break the first one you start breaking other ones that's a biblical principle you break the first one, you start breaking other ones so it's very dangerous to think like Eve did or Adam I can be a god I can do whatever I want no you're not you're not the shot caller God is I'm not the shot caller God is so now he's destroying things and anger does destructive things the second one is deflects Cain deflects now he asks him where's your brother and what does Cain say I don't know am I my brother's kid I'm not responsible for that guy now let me tell you what all of us angry people are really good at okay because we're smooth, man. And you know it. When I show you, you know it. You've heard me possibly, maybe you remember me talking about being a left fielder. Does anyone remember the left fielder term? Okay, good. Thank you for being honest and saying, mm-mm-mm. Okay, left fielders. And the reason I know, and this is one of the coins I termed. I just termed it for myself. and It's in the book, by the way. Um, is that, because I was a great left fielder And until my wife, I, what it means is I could spin my wife's head around Anybody good at that? Yes or no? I could, I could turn the subject and make it I could make her crazy Until one day she sat there And I was doing it again and She said, stop it, I know what you're doing Stop it right now And I thought, she knows what I'm doing She's figuring it out And this was just last week No, I'm just joking <laughs> It was a lot, It was decades ago, but left fielders. Oh, let me get back up. Left fielders. Here's a left fielder. Angry people are great left fielders. They confront you on something. they they and you know and you know angry people when you get confronted about things and, and now you know it's like when the light goes on and the cockroach. <laughs> one per service. That's all I do. Okay, <laughs> just one per service. Because the light's on, you're running for cover. Well, how does an angry person do this? And, the, and you know, please be honest with yourself. Please be honest. Your spouse throws the pitch. There's an issue. You keep doing this. There's this problem. You're angry, or you're doing this, or why do you treat people that way, or why do you get upset with that, or why are you chronically irritable with people's situations? Why are you chronically impatient with people's situations? Whatever it is. They throw the pitch, and what do you do? Boom! Instead of throwing it right back and dialoguing it, I'm going to hit that thing in left field. I'm going to change the subject on you. It's over in left field now, and now we're no longer talking about this. Now, before I get there, let me go back to this. If you are d- dealing with the left fielder, once they hit the left field, what you need to do now is say, okay, we'll talk about that in an hour. But right now, I got the ball. We're going to talk about this. Did that help anybody? It's okay to say it out loud. Nobody's going to get you. You're safe in here. Outside, I can't help you, though. <laughs> but you're in left field. You change the subject. You spin it around. You make it sound like it's different than it is. You justify your behavior. You justify why this and that. And you sit in left field and pretty soon you spin it, spin it, spin it. And you walk away the other person who threw the first pitch. And you're sitting there going, I don't even remember what we began talking about. Anybody know I me? Mean? anybody, raise your hand, come on, I just gotta know if I'm talking to anybody, you don't even know what, what we're talking about anymore, because it's left field now, and the angry person, whenever they walk away, going, one again, because you, def- you deflected, you deflected that thing way out there, and that's what dysfunctional people do, because they cannot have the light on them, now, the third, and he deflects, he says, I'm not responsible, that's not my problem, and then the third thing that happened with Cain is, he de- determines, Cain determines, what does he determine well it says he's going to be a wanderer it says and, and by the sidebar he's a wanderer now from place to place sidebar somebody in this room or at home you have spent your life going from church to church to church to church you know, oh I love this place two months later I can't stand that pastor or I don't like what they did there and you, you're leaving now because you know how you do right you know how you find the problem you know right because you're the perfect person and you move to another church and oh this is a great place three months and I don't like what they did there and you are training yourself in broken relationship through church maybe you're the problem what's the common denominator in church to church and church who is the common denominator in all that you you are (laughs) well Jim they're flawed I I know I'm flawed I'm not hiding that who isn't flawed but so are you now wandering is a curse quit wandering now wandering so here he is he's wandering around 100% problem is this Broken relationship, broken relationship. Anger breaks relationship, breaks relationship, breaks relationship, breaks relationship. That's 100% wander. But there's percentages in that. You can be an inside wanderer. What do you mean, Jim? Well, the people are always, you're inside, you're you're locked up, you're angry inside, and they're always wondering where you're wandering inside. Because there's things inside that are ticking and they're boiling, and they have to walk in, and they walk on (laughs) eggshells. around you because what's going to happen today who are you going to get mad at today where are you going to be irritable at who are you going to go impatient with what next waiter or drive-thru person hello you know they get it wrong and you're upset about it where are you going to be irritable today and they're always walking on eggshells around you well you must be real fun to be around let me tell you what I had to do this is one of my little things I had to do. Because I was the guy who would come home. Remember, this was the 80s. And I would look around. I'd come home, and I'm the general. Why is that there? And why is it there? You need to put this away. Anybody relate? Right, raise your hand. I want to know. And I'd come home like that. And I realized this is not the way I should be coming home. And I don't know if I heard this or it popped in my mind. But I decided I used to live on Auburndale Street Right here But it was too close to you people So I moved No I'm just (laughs) (laughs) joking I still live in Corona But I don't live in Auburndale And so I would pull up to the house And I'd sit there for 10 minutes And calm down I'm not going to come in the house That way anymore I'm not going to come in Irritated by this Or impatient I'm not going to do that Let me free somebody In this room right now you could take the plastic off the couch, okay <laughs> you don't live in a museum if that's irritating you, you it's the, an inanimate object has power over you? boy oh, Jim, the shoes were right there really? really? You know what that tells me? It tells me who is the world revolving around? Oh, you and your emotions. That's right. Yeah, you're 12 years old and trapped in a 45 year old body. That's right. I forgot about that. Okay. No. You know, I remember I read this decades ago. How many remember? I'm gonna date you, but not me. Um, how many remember the, the Minnesota Twins power hitter Harmon Killebrew? Remember that guy name? Remember you, remember, Paul? Yeah, Harmon Killebrew. Um, you remember? Yeah. This, all those hands went up. They're really old people. Okay I remember I remember Paul. Oh, we're old Okay we got We, we agree But Harmon Killerbu One day I remember I read the story And I thought That's so true um, I think I have a mustache here But anyway um, What You've never had that um, So um, One day the kids Were playing in the front yard In the grass And they're And you know Kids They'll wreck the grass And his wife tells Harmon Killerbu, Honey They're killing the grass And Harmon Killebrew tells his wife this. He says, honey, we're not raising grass. We're raising kids. Oh. Oh. All that stuff at your house, it's all replaceable. But not the kids or the dreaded grandkids (laughs) that have now taken over my life. It's all replaceable. It all can be fixed. And it should have no power over your emotions. So you need to fix you. Now, determine determine you don't want to be one. How did I get there? I don't remember. But anyway, bullet point number 4, dissatisfied. He's dissatisfied. He says, "My punishment is too great." In other words, <laughs> I, it's an unfulfilled life and anger irritability impatience with people over situations chronic pain it's an unfulfilled life he says it's too much it's too, yeah because it's not the way God meant it to be so much better on the other side when you have joy and peace and you're not irritated by these kind of things now here's how do you fix it how, what do we do well number three the fix and it's very simple but I'm gonna give you some stuff do well do well now let's go back to verse 7 now watch back at verse 7 this is God talking to Cain again he says if you say it Do do well if you do well will not your countenance be lifted up if you do not do well sin is crouching at the door and its desire is for you but you must master it do well okay listen What I'm going to tell you now, you already know. There's nothing new I'm going to tell you. Nothing. You already know this. Everybody knows this. But I'm going to give you the four things. If you really want to fix it, I'm going to ask this first question: How many want to fix it? Come on. How many want to deal with your anger? Be honest. To raise your hand means you know you have irritability and patience or one of all those. You know that. Okay. Here's four things the first one is admit well that's shocking remember he asked him why are you angry not why is that person made you angry not or oh, you don't know what's happening no why are you angry you gotta admit it to yourself and you gotta admit it every day you know the step programs they got it. that first step is right you gotta admit okay if you're new to the church the, I've t- shared these before But here's one of them. (laughs) I was the inside angry person. And if somebody just disagreed with me, I mean, on something that I felt this way on, and they disagreed with me, I would just steam on the inside over just something they disagreed with. I'd steam. That's why I can understand all the emotional babies out there and grown-up bodies protesting and stuff, because I know what they're doing. But I would steam on the inside over nothing. And this happened... Years and years I came home One time after Somebody disagreed with me And I go in the bathroom Back on Auburndale In the cursed house You know But anyway I locked the bathroom door And I'm What I'm going to tell you now I had done for years And years of my life I go in there And I imagine The person who disagreed with me Their face in the mirror And I put my fists up and I would start to swing and swing and hit. I'm imagining that I'm hitting their face and bloodying their face. And I remember somewhere, oh gosh, 1988, I was doing this, didn't think nothing of it, and I was a youth pastor. I was a pastor. I remember the spirit of God. It's like you dropped this thought on my mind. And I'm sitting there and he goes, what are you doing? It was like the first time, what are you doing? He goes, look at you. I remember those, it's like, and I remember my hands. I remember looking at my hands. I, I remember thinking, what am I doing? What am I doing? And I'd been doing this for years and years of my life. That was one of the first experiences if not the first experience where I knew I've got problems I'm so angry inside just irritable and impatient (laughs) with people and pouty and and I had to do something about it I had to start to admit it and you got to admit it and when you admit it it don't say well you know you cause stop that you'll never change if you blame somebody else you take responsibility for yourself admit it the second bullet point is this get help get help go talk to a counselor a Christian one now I need to make some qualifying statements on this I've been to counseling three different times in my life twice as a senior pastor because I know I have, I have issues there's no shame in that but when you go to a counselor you better make sure that counselor is not afraid to tell you the truth and when you go to that counselor don't sit there and say I'm just here to tell you how everybody's mistreating me and what they did to me shut up you need to take a drink of the shut up cup man 'Cause ain't nothing gonna change if it's poor you you're just proving to yourself that you're an angry person pouting in the counselor's office you need to have somebody tell you the truth about you and you may get a little bit mad because they told you but at least they told you the truth because if you're not gonna do that, if you're not gonna get one that's gutsy to tell you the truth, and you be on and say, this is all me, this is what I do and stuff and not blame others, if you're not doing that, then you might as well go to the counselor, give them the money, and say, see you later, just go have lunch, because I'm not gonna change. Just go do that. Because that's all you're really doing. Nothing's changing. Because you're just pouty telling them how you poor victim of everything else, and they're not gonna tell you anything. No. You've got to get help. Now, the third thing is this: forgive. You got to forgive. Remember the question at the beginning when God asked angry Cain, Why are you angry? (laughs) He's angry. He knows why he's angry. Listen, whoever you're angry at, you have to forgive. Because everybody in the presence is being punished because you won't forgive that person forgive the Greek word means to send it away you will never forget what happened but you can send away the emotional attachment all the garbage junk of those emotions you could send it away and you can be free to operate like an adult now Does that make sense Forgive. Let it I remember. I was mentored, uh, I'm gonna date myself through cassette t- teaching tapes. Pastor Jack Haverd. Anyone know Jack remember Jack Haverd? Passed away a few years ago. I was fortunate to have somebody my sister turned me on to him and boy, I had back then your cassettes, you know, it was a big old box filled with cassette series and stuff and I, was, I learned from him, and that's why I under, he taught me how to understand this kind of stuff. And I remember I was just dealing with the anger in my life, and why did my dad have to be an alcoholic? And my dad had a lot of other good qualities. You know, there's two sides of every story. But I was struggling. with Why, Dad, did you have to drink every day of my life? So much baggage almost blew up my marriage. I just, why? Why did I have to go through this? And I remember Jack Haver Was talking on one tape He's talking about Honoring your father and mother Which if you want to live A long good life You honor your father and mother It's the New Testament And he said this If you can't find anything To honor your mother Or father with Honor them with forgiveness And that was like A light bulb went on I can do that I can do that and that's what I did I started to honor my father with forgiveness I started to send away my baggage because it's not his problem anymore I'm a grown up I'm not going to blame anybody I'm a grown up now I got to I got to send that away you need to forgive and let me give you a little hint on this one newsflash you forgive every day Every day, you take it to the cross. Every day, every day, every day, until that emotion junk is gone from you. Every day, till you are healed. Every day, and that's what you got to do. And the last thing is this: get an older coach. Now, if you're older, I can't help you. No, I'm just joking. That <laughs> <laughs> I means I can't help myself. <laughs> but. Let me, let me make some qualifying statements here. Get an older coach. And if you're older, <laughs> get somebody comparable age to you. But you got to get an older coach who's grown, healed up. Don't get another angry woe is me person. You go, well, let's just talk about our feet. You know, stop. <laughs> let's get together and be angry. No. Get somebody who's healed and is not afraid of you. And will talk to you and set you straight. Here's why. I learned this 25 years ago I learned it through sports actually this statement I had never heard it before but I thought it's so true he said you don't know what you don't know and you don't even know you don't know it did you catch that you don't know what you don't know and you don't even know you don't know it he was like light bulb there's so many things I don't even know and I don't even know what I don't know I need somebody who knows what I don't know to help me know what I don't know that's so true you know how many people in my years of ministry have told me oh I don't need to talk to anybody I got it all figured out shut up you need to take a lick of the shut up sickle man that just means they're afraid that means they're the cockroach that's all they are Did I do two in the service? Wow, you've got a lot today. No. No. Get an older coach. Because you just don't know what you don't know, and you don't even know you don't know it. Now, everything I just said to you, these four things, you don't do this in a week. You do it for the rest of your life. Now, the counseling part, you go to therapy or whatever, yeah, that may last a couple years or a year or six months, I don't know. But the other part, you've got to keep doing it it just doesn't end end. I'm 35 years down the road I still do I have to do this because I don't want to be bound (laughs) it's so much better being on the other side of anger it's so freeing not justifying my behavior to myself don't you get tired of that it's so much better here's the thing here's the danger here's the warning God comes to Cain who murdered his brother where's your brother? I don't know I'm not my brother's keeper and God says if you do well you can fix it do it now bring the right side come on do it man God is giving Cain the message of healing is he not? does Cain take the advice and do it? Every Sunday we come to church or we watch on TV and we get the message of God and the question is, are you, you amen, amen, yeah, I agree, but are you going to do it? Are you really going to do something about it? See, Cain decides, I heard the message, God, I got it down, yeah, okay, but I'm doing nothing about it. You know, Pastor Eric has a statement he has told me for years. <laughs> he says when he's counseling people, he says, I can't do your work for you. A lot of people want him to do, in counseling, him to do the work for them. No, you've got to do your own work. Everything I laid out here. If you want to heal up, if you want, I'm just telling you, if you want to deal with the anger, chronic irritation with people or situations, Chronic impatience with people's situations. Chronic pouting over people's situations. You could be an inward or you can be an outward angry person. It's up to you. It's up to you. I just thank God that we have a God who the Spirit of God can come and live in us and, and help us to get out of that and be free, to love our neighbor as ourselves. Because if we can't love our neighbor as ourselves, we've probably violated the first one. I'm not loving God with all my heart, mind, soul, and spirit straight. Now, if you're sitting here today and you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ, you're not going to fix anything. You can't fix it on your own human nature. Only the power of God can help you and the truth of God's word because it undoes all the lies and it gives you the power, the catalyst to change as you put these things into practice. So the first step really is putting your faith in Christ. And if you've never become a follower of Jesus Christ, today's the day. I remember sitting where you are I wanted nothing to do with Jesus. I was 23 years old. I wanted nothing to do with Jesus, but I didn't know how good it was. And thank God, I gave my life that night. And you can give your life to Jesus too. Or maybe you backslid. You walked away from God. And what are you doing, man? It's time to come back. So here's what we're going to do. I want nobody moving around, and I want your eyes closed. Close your eyes. If you'd like to place your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior, Messiah, only God, or you want to rededicate your life to Christ, I want you right where you're at to open your eyes and look up at me. In a moment, I'm going to look right back at you. And this is a sign between you, me, and God. When our eyes meet, when I look back at you and meet, you can close them. But keep your eyes on me right now if you want Christ. Now I'm going to say this prayer. And those who looked up at me, you're going to say it with me out loud. And every Christian in here is going to say it with you. The words are important, but it's the belief in your heart that's, that seals the deal. Paul, New Testament writer, says, if I confess with my mouth Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, I will be saved. You've got to believe that he is the God, the only God, deity, that he came and died on a cross for you, carried your sins, shed his blood to forgive you, and that he rose from the dead all verified by eyewitnesses, by the way, who wrote these things. You gotta believe this now. So I'm gonna say this prayer. You say it out loud after me. Everybody say it with them. Here we go. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me so much that you would die for me, that you would carry my sins on the cross and shed your blood to forgive me Forgive me, Lord, of all my sins. And I know I'm forgiven. Today, I choose to follow you with my entire heart. Thank you for saving me. Let me pray. God, I just pray for everybody who looked up at me and for all of us. And for all of us. We need you so badly we need your Holy Spirit so badly to transform us some of us we just need to do what the message said and those who looked up at me today I pray that you get into church regularly this becomes your regular fueling station of the Spirit get a Bible we have free ones here at the desk or or the prayer partners afterwards start reading the New Testament tell Christians around you hey I gave my life to Christ tell them right now in fact elbow them right now if you looked at me elbow somebody next to you so somebody knows don't elbow them too hard but elbow them you cannot be a sacred Christian that is not the way Christianity works and begin to follow God repent of sin and know that you are going to go against the current now that's okay because you have the God of the universe dwelling in you thank you Jesus for this day Thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all said, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Stand up, everybody. Repeat after me. Lord, keep me outward focused, focused. and fill me with your spirit. spirit. Give me the boldness to share the gospel with others. Open up opportunities to minister outside the church, because I see what I'm looking for, and make me into a generous person like you hey god bless you guys we'll see you at something this week if you need prayer or dedicated your life to christ please reach out to us on our social media on facebook and instagram at nbcc norco or email us at hello at nbcc.com thank you for listening don't forget to share and subscribe to this podcast